Hey friend, before we get into today's episode, I have a question for you. Actually, I have a couple. Do you long to let go of expectations, obligations, and distractions? Do you long to live with more peace, presence, and purpose? And do you wish you could do less and live more? Then I want to invite you to a new mini course called Do Less, Live More. It's going live in September, and then you'll be able to access it via replay. On it, I'll give you my five-step roadmap to get you on your way to doing less of what doesn't matter so you can live more of what does. But seats are limited, so make sure to go and get your ticket at lissafiggins.com forward slash more. In the course, you'll learn how to clarify your one thing to focus on that will make the biggest difference in your life. You'll learn to create space and break free from the distractions. And you'll learn to commit to creating a plan and taking action on the right things. Do you want to reach your destination and enjoy the journey? Then you don't want to miss out on this. Remember, we'll be live in September, and after that, replays will be available. So go get all the info and your ticket at lissafiggins.com forward slash more. Now let's get to today's episode. What's a girl to do to get out of her own head, to reset her mindset, to truly create a life she loves? That's what we're going to rethink on this episode. But first, as one of my favorite listeners, I want to offer you a gift. It's a free life priorities audit. We'll look at seven areas of your life, assess where you're at right now, and create a plan to align your priorities with what you truly want for your future. Grab yours at lissafiggins.com forward slash audit, or just click the link in the show notes. And did you hear the news? The best part of the conversation is now happening after the episode in my Facebook group community called Women Repurposed After 40. You can find the link in the show notes to join us for all the fun and extra goodies. And if you enjoy this podcast and think it would add value for someone else, it would mean the world to me if you leave a review at podchaser.com. I'll drop that link in the show notes or right here on your favorite podcast platform. Your support helps us share this message with more women like you and your name will go in our monthly drawing. So you may be asking, What's a girl to do if she wants to get her name in the drawing? I'm so glad you asked. There are two simple ways. One, leave a review on podchaser.com or two, screenshot an episode, post on social and tag me at Lissa Figgins. Now let's rethink your mindset. I'm excited to introduce you to Kendra Ramirez and she is living proof of what it Uh, can do when you reset your mindset. So Kendra is the founder and CEO of Reset, uh, as well as a business owner. And she's been globally recognized as an entrepreneur, an influencer, an innovator, and get this, was named the Cincy Chick Woman of the Year, right? Kudos to you. That's fun. Um, (laughs) What I love most, though, about Kendra is that she spent the last 15 years rebuilding her life after divorce after depression and after a failed business, and now is living a life of joy and success and is empowering other women to do the same thing. So Kendra, I'm so excited that you are here with us today because I feel like you are living repurposed, Um, but I want people to hear your story from you. So take us back a little bit to where you were, right? And then catch us up to speed as to how you got to this place that you're living this life and helping others as well. Um, thank you so much for having me. I always enjoy our conversation. So thank you. And, and yeah, um, it's been a wild ride. Um, I wouldn't wish it up on anyone. 
but I'm super grateful for everything that I have experienced because I can now turn around and say, hey, I've been in your shoes and here's what worked for me. And so 15 years ago, I um, went through divorce. Um, I was really struggling with depression for probably a good, I'd say, six, seven years. And then I had started a business and uh, with the economy crashing in 08, um, 09, you know, and that had to close up shop and I still did what I was doing, um, but doing it underneath another organization. And then I've been back out on my own now, uh, again, you know, through that situation. So I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot. And through this process, I really had to lean on getting myself a coach. Um, I have been in and out of therapy since college for a variety of reasons. And um, it really wasn't until I hired my coach eight years ago that that was life changing. And he has just helped me so much to really understand brain science, how our brains are wired and why do we do what we do and um, giving me tools and techniques to use. And so with that and all the things I've learned, it was one of those things that was really placed on my heart to start sharing what I've learned because, you know, coaching is expensive. I spend a lot of money and it's worth every penny because it's given, given back 300%, you know, from it. And, um, but I want to be able to freely give the information as, as much as possible. Um, I really wish schools would teach this, um, you know, these mindset, you know, techniques because it's so, so powerful. Wow. I absolutely love that. You know, and as I'm hearing your story, I love that you started with the fact that you wouldn't have chosen this, but you wouldn't turn your back on it now because you've seen that it's made you the person that you are today. And I, I think having that mindset, and sometimes I'm sure in the middle of it, you probably didn't see it or feel like it, or, you know, what, 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 you know, that was not your mindset, but to have that, you know, now, and I'm sure, you know, even during that to say, there's a purpose in this and, and I, I can learn from this. I can grow from this. And now, then now, not only for you to make it about you and your growth, but to turn around and make it about other people just as a beautiful gift, right? I think that's the epitome of living repurposed, right? We, we take these experiences from our past, good or bad, right? Or neutral. And then we repurpose them, you know, in a different way. So, so tell us a little bit about um, what you learned about the brain, about mindset, you know, like, let's talk about that because I think you're right. Schools don't really touch on that. I think they're starting to get more mindfulness uh, type things in there. Um, but when you and I were going through school and most of my listeners are in this after 40 club, we did not talk about that. It was ABCs and one, two, threes and, you know, check your boxes. So let's kind of go back to school for a few minutes and talk about why is it so important? How is that yeah. connected to yeah, so um, I read a ton and then obviously things that, you know, my coach has given me. Um, I am really, really hard on myself. So my inner critic is really loud. And so one of the very first things he had me work on is taming my inner critic. And he said, to do that, we need to give it a name. And he's like, name it something that's funny. So that way, when your inner critic gets loud, you can be like, you know, not today, you know, whatever you want to name your, your inner critic. And, um, and he also said, give the inner critic a, a funny voice, like Minnie Mouse, Mickey Mouse, Goofy, just a voice that would make you laugh versus because we hear our own voice when we hear that inner critic. You know, when the inner critic is, who are you to do this? You're not qualified to do this. Um, you know, whatever it is, you're not worthy enough to receive the amazing things that you have in your life. Whatever that inner critic is telling you is complete bull. Um, and 
understanding you know that and being able to address it with a name um, and giving it that voice really helps tame that and just recognizing what our brains are doing. So we have 70,000 thoughts per day, 70,000 thoughts. And 70% of those thoughts are negative. Um, and research prior to COVID, so I'm sure it's even higher number than that through all the things that we've all been experiencing, you know, these last you know few years. And so really being able to understand what our brains are, are doing and when that's happening, it's really our brains are designed to keep us safe. And so when our brains are, when we're learning something new or experiencing something new, our brains are like, danger, danger, this is not safe. This is not safe. And you need to just crawl in a hole and, you know, not speak to anyone and don't tell, whatever you do, don't tell anyone you're struggling, right? That, that's, that's what our brain, you know, does. It wants to keep us safe. And then that's where isolation and depression and anxiety feeds off of, right? You know, um, isolation, um, depression wants you to be isolated. And so, and, and that was, you know, my life 15 years ago, like I didn't want to go out and do anything. I didn't, I didn't have the energy to even show up um, because I just was in such a, you know, not a, a healthy place. And so understanding how our brains work and why our brains go into danger, danger mode um, and being able to talk myself down that, hey, I'm not being eaten by a tiger today. Right. It's just my internal voice telling me that, you know, this is unsafe. And sometimes what that looks like is simply learning something new. Right. Have you ever gone through like you're learning something new and you start getting frustrated? You're like, I don't understand this, you know, and you kind of want to throw in the towel and give up. Well, it's it's because, again, our brains are learning something new and our brains. like This is not you know, this is not safe for us to be learning something new. And we have to create new pathways so our brains do everything possible to make sure that we're not using a bunch of energy. So our brains will just go to a regular route that we've always been, right? That tape that we play over and over, that regular route. And so what I say when we're creating new pathways and learning something new, we really have to, I like to visual because I'm a visual person. I like to visualize like a machete in a jungle, right? So I'm having to carve out with my machete through this jungle, a new path. And I'm telling my brain, like, hey, I don't want you to go down this path anymore. That path no longer serves me. That path may have served me as a child, but it no longer serves me as an adult. And so creating that new pathway, it really is life changing when you can understand what's happening and why our brains are you know, doing that to us to try and protect us. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And when we're in this, I mean, they say that this statistic came out before COVID. So, again, I'm sure this one has updated as well. But. 84% of people worldwide are stressed, you know, and you think right now about all the stress that we've encountered now over the past year and a half that I'm sure that number has risen. And so our brain and our body feels like we are being chased by that proverbial tiger, you know, that we are in this, you know, fight or flight mode and we have to protect ourselves um, because we're always in that heightened sense. And that, that now starts wrecking havoc, not only on our thoughts, but mm -hmm. on our hormones you know, and on our energy and on our sleep and, you know, all these different areas of our life. So what you're sharing, what you're talking about are ways to, I love that, bring that level down mm -hmm. and make sure that we're not always in that stressed place. Now we'll talk in just a minute about what happens when we have those stresses come up, but mm -hmm. I love your idea of giving her or him, but probably a her, because most of my listeners are she's. And so we hear our voice, like you said, giving her a name and giving her a voice. Like, 
That's brilliant. Um, what has that, you know, done for you? Does it make you laugh? Does it make you like angry? Like, like you're yelling at her, like, like walk me through, like if you're in a situation and you're talking to her, I'm sure it'd be fun to be a fly on the wall and like hear this out loud. Do you physically say it out loud? Do you do it quietly in your head? Like, what does that look like? And what's your response when you hear that? Yeah. Oh, I love this question. So, um, so yes, both, right. So some I'm in a place where I can't say it out loud. Right. Um, so I just need to say it you know, to myself internally, but sometimes, you know, because I feel like uh, the most of the time my, my negative voice gets really loud is in the morning when I wake up. Um, and so there are times where I will say it out loud. And so I've named mine Karen just because of the memes. I love Karens. I have friends who are Karens. And they're like, can you name her Karen? <laughs> and, um, and so I'll literally say, not today, Karen. Karen, you're not going to run my day today. I got amazing things that I need to accomplish today. And you're not you know, going to take me down you know, this path. And sometimes, sometimes our inner critic is almost... A little bit like our inner child, you know, like a, a young child, like a three-year-old is always like, you know, pulling on your leg, you know, mommy, 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 mommy. They get really loud because they need something. So sometimes your inner critic or your inner child, sometimes if if I have where maybe just saying out loud, Karen, not today, we're not going to do that. And I just am redirecting her, right? Just like we do with a child, we're going to redirect and we're like, no, this is what we're going to do today. Sometimes when it's overwhelming, we need to just ask, what do you need today? Right? Like, so ask your inner critic, ask your inner child, because sometimes they just need to be heard. Um, And and so address and saying, hey, you know what, is there something that you need, you know, today? Is there something that I'm not addressing today? Um, And I know that sounds a very strange exercise, but it's true because that just, to me, the inner critic is just letting you know that maybe we're not doing some things from a mindfulness or um, taking time for ourselves and doing self-care, or maybe uh, we're not um, spending, you know, if you get fueled by being with friends, maybe we haven't been with friends for a while, or maybe you get fueled by um, solitude time. Maybe we haven't had enough of that. So when we stop and ask why the inner critic is so loud, and what does it need? Sometimes you have to check into yourself of, you know what? I haven't been with friends, you know, in several, several weeks. Or you know what? I haven't gone on a just a solitude, you know, hike or a walk in, in a while. Or or maybe I just want to spend, you know, some time doing something that that refuels you. Um, because what I find a lot of us are, you know, overachievers, high achievers, we're 900 miles a minute, we're like go, 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 that we don't slow down. And I'll promise you, when you slow down, it is so magical. You get more clarity on all the things that you're dealing with when you slow down and just grab a blank piece of paper and allow things to flow. I love that. I feel like we speak the same language, you know, and I want to circle back to um, the asking about what that inner critic needs. I I I think that's taking it to that next step. That first step was Mm -hmm. recognizing that her voice is there which I think is that first step. I remember being at a women's event years ago and the speaker had this way. She said, whenever I have those negative thoughts, those doubts, those fears, she would literally grab like this, like she was grabbing the thought and like throwing it away. Like I'm going to take this thought captive, right? And then like throw it away. And so for her, it was that visual. I'm acknowledging I have this thoughts, right? Nothing wrong or right. Just acknowledging I have it, but 
I'm now saying this isn't serving me. So I'm going to, you know, grab it and, and replace it with something else. And so I, I love how you're taking a step further by asking, what do you need? Because I'm thinking about like the schoolyard bully, right? Like they're not usually running around being a jerk to everybody because they just feel like being a jerk. Like usually there's something going on inside of them, right? There's something going on in their family life. There's something going on in their body. There's something behind that behavior that if we, so I was a teacher, so I would often have to do this piece of it, right? The kids, all they can see is, ah, this kid's bugging me or, ah, this kid hit me or whatever, right? They're just seeing the effect on them. But as a teacher, my job was to say, like, what's going on here, right? And why, why are we acting like this? You know, and to not just stop the behavior at, in the moment, but to try to take it back and kind of figure out, yeah, are you missing something here? Did you not get your med- medication? Did you not eat breakfast? Did your mom not come home last night? I mean, there's so many things that could be, you know, causing this child now to act out. And if we don't stop and look at that, I think you're right. That inner voice and inner critic is going to just keep coming back because we're not taking care of what really the problem is. So I love that. I think that that's, that's great, you know, and your whole idea too, of slowing down and paying attention to what we need, what's important because we're in this rat race, right? We're, we're on the hamster wheel and we're always going, going, going. And I don't know about you, but as a woman, I've got way too many people and way too many things to take care of that. I don't have time to think about me, you know, yeah. we say it's selfish if I do that, or I'm going to be unprecedented oh. if I do that, yeah. right? Have you ever yeah. Of those things? Yeah. I hear that all the time. Like, you know, I feel guilty when I take time for myself or I feel selfish when I take time for myself or I feel lazy. I'm like, no, like you can't pour out from an empty cup, right? Like when we just deplete ourselves and we give and give and give and we don't do anything to refill ourselves, you're never going to be giving from a good place or a healthy place um, when you're running on empty. And and it's so important that, you know, we we slow down and it's it, and. Every single time I take the time to do that, um, I get such clarity on things that, you know, I, I, I need answers on. And um, I really think it's about creating a daily cadence, right, um, in building your mindset muscle. So your mindset is a muscle. So it's just like, you know, having, you know, weights in your house. They can't be just in the house. I have to use them, right? So same thing with your mindset muscle. I have to use it on a regular basis. And so having a daily practice, whatever that practice looks like for me in the morning, it's solitude time. It's uh, journaling. It's um, my church has an app and I go through and there's some scripture and some thoughts from that scripture. You get to pray for other people. You get to list your gratitude every day. And that solitude time, that quiet time for me is so valuable And I get so much clarity off of the things that, you know, that I need to, you know, know and and kind of setting the tone for my day. So I don't set the tone. I I haven't watched the news and I don't know how long, probably eight, nine years. It's been a long time. I don't start my day with social media. I don't start with my day with work email. I literally start my day with that practice because I need to ground myself um, in that before starting my day so I can be the best version, you know, of myself throughout the day. Yeah. And then you'll have that resiliency. You'll have that strength. You'll have those tools to be able to respond when life does happen. Because yeah, when we come out of that solitude time, you know, life is going to happen, whether it's our kids or our husband or our job or, you know, somebody around us, you know, or just some occurrence that happens. 
life is going to happen. And so if we're always just running from one crisis or one fire to the next, we don't have that right thinking and we don't have the ability to respond, you know, in the way, in the way that we need to. So I love how you were in a place where you had, I mean, you were at that low place where this is probably a daily thing that you had to work on, right? And you're still working Mm -hmm. on it daily, you know, because you've created this practice around it. So now you can hopefully avoid falling back into a, you know, a deeper pit um, mm-hmm. What do you do like later in your day? So you've done your morning time, whatever, like we're assuming that's happened, but it's later in your day and, and life happens. Something happens that just kind of like mm-hmm. shakes you or you hear that voice, you know, or whatever, like, mm-hmm. you know, what is that like then to be on that? Like, okay, I'm not going to let this snowball. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So a, a technique. Yeah. I love that. So a technique my coach gave me is when something comes up, Instead of stuffing the emotion, right? Because that's what, what a lot of us do. We just stuff the emotion, right? We, we want to address it. Or for me, I use food. Um, so I would eat. Um, and so I would numb myself. And so being aware of things that trigger us and then the activities we do when we're triggered. So food, alcohol, you know, what whatever it may, may be. But what he said is feel the feeling, feel it. Right. Don't don't try to just like dismiss it because it will show up. It'll show up in back pain. It'll show up in, um, you know, just in other areas, in anger or frustration with others that haven't done anything. You're just lashing out because the emotion needs to be addressed. And um, and he said, if it's not your emotion, maybe you're dealing with someone that's, you know, in high intensity situation and they're high on their emotions. He's, he always tells me, he said, don't get in the boat. Right. You can see the boat. So he's like, visualize a river and a boat going down. And if it's their emotion, you're, you're seeing the emotion happening and you're caring for the person, but you don't have to get in the boat with their emotion. So you can see it, you can recognize it, you can be a good friend, but you don't have to get in the boat, right? Um, and if it's your emotion, it's okay to address it. Do whatever you need to do. Um, if you need to call a friend, if you, you know, just really checking in with yourself. Do I need to call a friend? Do I need to take a nap? Do have I not eaten? Right. Nobody wants to be hangry. <laughs> you know, you know, what is it that, you know, I need from this emotion that I'm having or, or if I'm nervous, um, the, another trick that he gave me is, um, cause I, you know, I get anxious about things or I get nervous about things. And he said, um, from physiology in our body, that nervousness and excitement are the exact same. So he told me to rename it. He's like, don't say I'm nervous or I'm anxious. He goes, say over and over, I'm excited, I'm excited, I'm excited, I'm excited. And it really does shift how you're experiencing that emotion in that moment. Um, And so that's helped me tremendously. So um, visualizing a boat with emotion, feeling the emotion, but allowing it to go on. We don't have to live in it. And then also shifting and realizing how we're feeling and then renaming it. Right. So I'm like, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. Cause it's the same, same thing that's happening inside of our bodies. And that's why two people can have the same experience and yet yes. respond differently, right. Have very different outcomes because of the, the way they're viewing that the perspective of it versus the actual situation that was happening. Mm-hmm. So I love mm-hmm. that you've given us such great practical tips that I know that our listeners are listening right now. And I want you guys, I encourage you guys to take a nugget you know, maybe there's one that stands out to you. I always like to say, what's the one thing, the one aha that you can walk away with and you can do, right? Put that in your toolbox and then use that when the situation arises. And then you can start building more tools, you know, in that toolbox. 
And before we end, I want to circle back to one more thing that you said at the very beginning was that what made the biggest difference for you was getting a coach. And one of my favorite phrases, I had no idea how impactful this was going to be. I remember where I was when I heard it. I was had my earbuds in. I was sitting on my back deck this summer listening to a podcast while I was eating lunch. And this gal on her podcast had just heard this on another podcast. And it's this, never DIY your greatest priorities. And I was like, mm-hmm. ah, right? Like we ask for help with the little things like doing my nails and you know cleaning my house and changing the oil in my car. And then we have these like giant life things and we think, oh, I can like take this on myself and whatever. So I love the fact that you said no, right? Like get somebody else. And sometimes, you know, a friend can be helpful, but I think there's value in having somebody who's not emotionally attached, right? Who has that objective perspective, maybe has some life experience, you know, and wisdom that is, is at least different than yours. Not so that it's better, but that can really help you to see your blind spots, help you to create a plan that's going to move you forward, help you to stay on track, you know, with those things. And it sounds like that's made a huge difference for you, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So before we go, tell me like, you know, you're inspiring and helping others to live this, you know, joyful, successful reset mindset life. So what do you have to offer and how can people find you, get in touch with you and learn a little bit more about you and what you're doing? Yeah, thank you so much. Um, So our website is thereset.co. So thereset.co. We have a ton of free uh, resources on there, um, interviews where I've interviewed, you know, other coaches And, and within the Reset community, there are 18 different coaches and each coach has a different style or thing that they've experienced. And so what we do is we align with what your specific needs are and align you with those coaches. And um, there's always ongoing either individual and or group coaching that's always you know happening amongst all of the all of the coaches. I love that. Me personally, Kendra Ramirez, I'm Kendra Ramirez on all the socials. Um, so and happy to connect. But yeah, um, make sure you're watching this replay, drop below like one nugget, one takeaway that you had. Like Lisa said, I love that. Yeah. And we'll put the links to your website uh, in the show notes so that if somebody's listening or, or um, whatever, they can grab that later on and share this with a friend, you know, because I always say sometimes it's for you, but sometimes you needed to hear this for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I've had times when I'm listening to something, I'm like, this is great. I don't need this right now. And then sure enough, a couple months or years down the road, either I needed it or somebody else needed it. And so it's come back. And what I love that you're doing is you're helping people to connect with the right person for them, you know, as well, because you're right. We all have different experiences mm-hmm. and we all resonate with different types of coaches and, and, and people, you know, in our lives. And so I love that you're offering such a great variety of that and helping people to, to see that. So I'm also going to put a link down in the comments. Um, so I have a new coaching program centered around priorities and your whole idea of like pausing and taking time to really evaluate what's important to you. Uh, where are you right now and what steps can help you move, you know, to, to not just be busy, but doing the right things that are creating that life that you love. And so uh, recently I've had a, a priorities challenge. So I'll go ahead and put the link to that down there as well. So just a way to push pause, get that clarity that, you know, that Kendra was talking about so that you can move forward instead of just, you know, trying to, you know, do all the things and going in circles and, and all of that. So So thanks so much for sharing your wisdom, your expertise, your experience with us. Um, I'm just going to ask this off the cuff. So I know you haven't prepared for this question at all, but you know, if you were to be able to say one thing to that woman who's listening right now, who's in that place where she's just feeling under a lot of things, 
what would be that one thing that you would say to her? Yeah. One of my favorite, favorite books is Get Out of Your Head by Jenny Allen. It is fantastic. I did a book study with it. I've read it three times. Um, and because when you start taming that, you know, uh, those spiraling thoughts, it, it, it really shifts. You know? So I just highly recommend, you know, that that book and just know that you're not alone, that a lot of women are dealing with a lot right now. So if you're feeling overwhelming, uh, overwhelmed, you are not alone and don't hesitate to reach out to someone and let them know how you're feeling. Yes. So such wise words. So we trust that you'll take these nuggets, share down in the comments what a nugget was for you. Inspire someone else by sharing this, uh, this episode with them as well. And let's continue to rethink our priorities so that you can create a life that you love. Thanks so much for listening today. It means the world to me that we could spend this time together. And I can't wait for you to join in the conversations afterwards in our new Facebook group, Women Repurposed After 40, where you can hang out with me, our fantastic podcast guests, and amazing women like you wanting to live repurposed too. Just click the link in the show notes while it's top of mind. And if you enjoyed this episode or think it would be helpful for other women in this stage of life, please leave a review at podchaser.com or right here on this platform. I'd love to hear your thoughts on what we talked about today or what you'd like us to talk about in the future. So send questions, comments, or suggestions in a message to Lissa Figgins on any platform. And until next time, remember, keep rethinking your priorities to create a life you love.